Take our Bible this morning and go over to the book of John chapter 3. I walked up from making sure everything was good to go in Sunday school downstairs and Brother Jeff was in John chapter 3. And I thought he's going to teach on what I'm going to preach on. And believe it or not, he did touch on some of the things uh, that I'm going to preach on uh, today. We're going to look at some uh, different thoughts. Very familiar verse in the Bible, John chapter 3 and verse 16. That is a very familiar scripture. First scripture I ever memorized out of Sunday school was John 3 and 16. You see it painted on under Pisces. Used to see it at football games when they would kick the extra point. At football games there would always be somebody standing out there with a poster board and when they'd go to kick the extra field point, the extra point or the field goal, they would hold up John 3 16. That is a very uh, known uh, verse, a very good verse. Uh, did you know that there are some other uh, 316s in the Bible? Some very well-known 316s in the Bible. Now, some of y'all didn't know that. Now, let me say this, that all Scripture is important. Now, the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's probable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Do you know what verse that is? Is that not 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16? See what I'm saying? There are some important 316s in the Bible. I know this is going to be a very unusual message or at least a title for a message this morning. But I just want to look at some important 316s in the Bible. I'm going to ask you to stand one more time as we reverence the reading of God's Word. Look at John chapter 3 and verse 16. We'll read and then I'll preach. I am aware of what time it is. Uh, I'm just aware of it. John chapter 3 and verse 16. <laughs> you all know that, don't you? Amen. If you're visiting, my church knows I am aware of what time it is, but most of the time it don't matter. Amen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can be seated this morning. Lord, we sure do love you and thank you for loving us. Uh, Lord, we do... Uh, thank you for the way to get to heaven this morning as we sung in the choir uh, that there's just one way to, to the pearly gates. And that's through you. For you told us in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so Lord, I ask you if there's one here that's lost today that they would be saved. I pray they'd come to know you in the free pardon of sin. I pray that Lord that you would encourage their heart to move and come and get saved. There may be somebody here today that just needs some strength or some encouragement. I pray it be found in you. And Lord, I pray that you just guard our mind and our thoughts while we preach today. And Lord, we certainly need you. I pray you just help us, Lord, to be focused on you and your word. We certainly need you to come by and touch for just a little while. I pray, Lord, that you'd give us an unction from the Holy One. And I pray that you would touch today. We sure do love you and we do thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. Help us while we preach now and hinder Satan in this service. For all this in Jesus' name we do ask and pray. Amen. Amen. The text inside the context uh, has to deal in that with with Nicodemus. He has come to uh, see the Lord. Uh, He wants to know something about Jesus. He believes Jesus is a good man. Uh, but and he believes that he is sent from God. But he tells him, except you be born again, 
uh, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And so today, I want you to grasp that. If you don't get anything else out of this service today, is you've got to be born again. Uh, if you're going to get to heaven, you've got to be saved. Uh, if you're going to get there, you're not going to get there on your own words and on your own merit. You've got to come to know Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible talks about right here in John chapter 3 as, as Jesus comes down in the prior verses uh, and, he, and He tells Him over here, you know, uh, He tells Him, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus looks at it from a physical standpoint uh, uh, and Jesus tells him, but not only must you be born of flesh, uh, uh, but you must be born of the Spirit. And Jesus comes over a little later on uh, he tells him in verse 14 something that he should understand uh, as being a, a, a teacher in Israel. Uh, uh, he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent uh, in the wilderness, uh, even so must the Son of Man uh, uh, be lifted up. Uh, uh, and so Jesus is talking about Calvary right there. Uh, uh, he's talking about uh, uh, when he's going to be lifted up, uh, just as Moses lifted up that serpent uh, uh, over there in the wilderness, that break and serpent uh, uh, because of their sin and they were being bid uh, uh, that, that listen uh, uh, what did Moses tell them uh, Moses said if you'll look uh, uh, you can live hey can I tell you today friend uh, that if you'll look to Jesus uh, uh, you can live amen uh, uh, ain't you glad that there was a day a night uh, a time when you come to yourself uh, uh, and you realize that you were lost uh, uh, without Christ Jesus uh, and had to come to him hey I'm glad that there was a day when that happened, amen. I saw him high and lifted up. I thank God for that. But I want you to look right here. What did he say that for God? I mean, as it come down, it said, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Talking about the Son of Man. I said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then he expounds even a little more on that and said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. God gave the very best thing that He had for me and you. He gave the very best thing. His only beloved Son. His only begotten Son. Uh, you remember what He said? Uh, I believe it was in Matthew chapter 3 over there. At uh, His baptism, uh, uh, He said, This is my beloved Son uh, in whom I'm well pleased. Well, you know what? He loved Him so much. He loved us so much. But He loved Him so much. But you know what? He loved us so much that He was willing to send Him for us. Think about that for just a second. Think about how much God, but God commended His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, that's how much God loved you. That He was willing to send His Son. He was willing to send His Son to die for us. That right there just, just amazes me I, 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 in, in myself. That, that amazes me about how much love that God had for us. And notice it was so that we would not perish, but we had to believe and trust in Him. I want you to take your Bible and go to the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. Now, this is where we're going to get started at. Good. Lord, been our helper. We see John 3.16, and I'll refer to it some more while I'm preaching. Uh, but boy, I'm glad God loved me and still loves me. Amen. 
because he sent his son. But I want you to look in 1 John 3 and 16. Notice what your Bible says. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Here in 1 John 3 and 16, uh, uh, he said this. He said, hereby perceive we the love of God. Uh, What does that word perceive? That means to know uh, and to understand or to observe. uh, uh, And so we kind of understand what to perceive means. But it also means to be affected by. Can I ask you something this morning? When you hear that Jesus loves you, does that affect you? Does that affect you this morning? Hey, it should. I mean, it should affect you uh, uh, to hear that Jesus loved you. I mean, this this is going to be a very simple message this morning, okay, church? Very simple, going to be very elementary today. uh, uh, But listen to me. Jesus loved you enough. God loved you enough to send His Son, uh, and Jesus loved you enough to come. Think about that. Think about, think about the, the love uh, and think about the fellowship that, that, that Jesus and God had in heaven. You know that is where Jesus come from. Right? We seen that in Sunday school a little bit. Brother Jeff talked about those verses there a little bit, you know, coming down from heaven and all those things. Uh, but listen, uh, uh, He come down from heaven. But, but He started in heaven with His Father... And think, think about the fellowship. And you know Jesus talks about that. Was it in the book of John? At one part that Jesus talks about uh, the, 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 the fellowship that they had and the glory that they had. Uh, uh, he said, glorify me with the glory that I had uh, uh, when I was with you. Uh, uh, and listen, uh, uh, what was it that Paul told us at one point uh, uh, that, that, that uh, told about His grace that He had toward us uh, that though He was rich yet for your sakes uh, He became poor that through His poverty uh, you might be made rich. Listen, Jesus Christ had everything in heaven. Fellowship with the Father. Worship of the angels. I I mean, He had everything. And He left all that to come down here. So when I talk about perceiving uh, uh, the love of God, have you ever gave up uh, uh, the most important thing to you? Uh, I gave it up because uh, of somebody else. Think about that. God gave up His Son for me and you. The one that He loved the most, that He cherished the most, uh, He loved Him the most, He gave Him up for me and you. Now you, you want to know something about me and you? I mean, you ain't worth nothing. Now you may take offense at that, but you better get a hold of that. We ain't worth nothing. Romans chapter 3 said that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5 and 12, Wherefore as by one man sinned in the world, death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. We wasn't nothing but no good, low down sinners. That's all we were, vile and undone. If you're still lost, you're still vile and wicked before God. Brother Jeff talked a little bit. He read that scripture in John chapter 3 and verse 36 this morning. What was it he said over when we come to the end of that chapter in John and 36? It said, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. What a wonderful promise. You will. You may die here, but I'll guarantee you, you'll never die. Amen. Why have everlasting life? And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Well, if you don't know Jesus, 
God's wrath abides on you now. You, you, you need to understand that. The Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. His wrath uh, abides upon you. But we see that He talks about perceiving. Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us. God loved us enough to send Him. But then I want you to notice what little John does right here. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. Notice who Jesus was. Notice what your Bible says. It said God laid down His life. Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us. But when Jesus came, He came as God, didn't He? He thought it not robbery, Philippians chapter 2, He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of Himself no reputation. And the Bible said that He came in the likeness of man. And so you know what God done? God came down from heaven. For me and you today. God, boy, this thing ain't preaching nothing like I thought it's going to. He came down from heaven. I, I listen. I, I, and not only did He come down as a man, but He come down uh, as God. I do not understand that. I cannot wrap my mind around that. But I believe that. Amen. Do you believe that Jesus was and is God? But I do. Amen. Let's do it again, church. Do you believe that Jesus was and is God? Amen. Uh, what was it? John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. Talking about Jesus. For there are three that bear a little. John says there are three that bear a record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. I, I listen. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word what? Was God. Do you realize that book that's sitting up there on that pulpit right now? Do you believe that and, and, and understand that this is Jesus Christ uh, uh, in Word form? He left Himself uh, uh, for us in this book right here. So God come down from heaven in Jesus Christ so that me and you could be saved. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robber to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of the servant and was made in the likeness of man. He came and laid down his life for us. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. You may tell you what the Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter 3 in verse 16. John 3.16 said that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Little John, 1 John 3.16 said, Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us and we ought to lay down our life for the brethren. 1 Timothy 3.16 said, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. God manifested Himself in the flesh. You remember, you remember there it is, honey. She says, she says, you got to quit saying, do we remember while you're preaching? But you should remember. John chapter 14, let me go over and read for you in case you don't remember. John 14. Philip is talking to the Lord over here after Jesus said, Thomas says, Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but the way you know. And Thomas says, we don't know the way. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. 
And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. And Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. And Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus said, Philip, if you see me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen God. Now think about that for just a second. That's a pretty big statement right there, don't you think? Don't you think that's a pretty big statement? And so the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, he says, great, uh, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. He said, I'm going to explain God to you. I'm going to explain Jesus to you if I can. God was manifest in the flesh. God come down from heaven. Let me ask you something. Do you have a problem believing that? Do you have a problem believing that God came down from heaven? In my flesh, I struggle with that. I mean, I really do. My flesh, I like to know stuff and I like to understand stuff, but there's just some stuff I have learned I'm not going to understand. I'm just going to have to believe it. I don't understand the Trinity, but do I believe it? There are three that by record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. I, I, I don't understand. I don't, I, and then the Bible said, and these three are one. That's what it says. How do you explain that thing? I can't explain that. I just believe it. I believe that there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and they're all one and they're all separate. And I don't know how that works, but it all works. The preacher, you've got to have... No, I just believe it by faith and move on. You're either going to believe this book by faith or you're not. Do you know that at the end of the day? I can explain to you over and over and over again why I believe the King James Bible and why I believe that book's right uh, in every avenue for your life and every affair of your life. I believe that's right and it'll teach you and lead you and guide you. I can give you every uh, historical fact about how God preserved it and brought it to us and all those things. But you know at the end of the day, you're just going to have to believe it by faith that it's God's Word. I'll never, I'll never forget the first time I ever had that presented to me just like that. I was in the truck with another preacher friend of mine and we were talking about the King James Bible issue uh, and, and we were going back and forth and then he made that statement, that good statement. He said, but you know at the end of the day, I just take it by faith that it is. You're either going to have to believe it or you're not. I want you to understand something. God loved us enough that He sent His Son and His Son loved us enough that He as God came down from heaven and took upon Himself the likeness of man and lived perfect. Do you realize that? That Jesus as God become a man and lived perfect so that me and you could get saved. 2 Corinthians 5.21 said, said, For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Do you know what that means? That Jesus was... The Bible said there was even no guile found in His mouth. You go over to the book of Isaiah chapter uh, uh, 53 as it, as it talks about the Lord Jesus uh, and somewhere around verse 6 uh, uh, and it said this uh, uh, in verse 4 it said Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquity the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Where'd that happen at Calvary? 
I preached, I preached Wednesday night. Uh, you, you know, our theme in Bible school uh, was under biblical construction. And so I preached Wednesday night on how Jesus took a cross and built us a way to heaven. And that's what He done. He laid His life down. Is that not what it said right here? Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us. It was a sacrificial death and a sacrificial love that He had for me and you. Just as we've studied about the home on Sunday nights, uh, about how the husband is to love the wife, uh, uh, even as Christ loved the church and gave Himself uh, for it. That's what He done. He loved us enough that He was willing to come and lay down. John chapter 10, He said, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down to myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. I'm the only person on that ever lived on the face of this earth that could make that statement. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Think about that for just a second. Jesus had power... To lay his life down. They did not take his life from him. He was hanging at Calvary. And after he had done all that he was supposed to do, after he had suffered through all that he was supposed to suffer, he looked up to heaven and and he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and the Bible said that he gave up the ghost. Men, you can't do that. I mean, you can't look up to heaven uh, uh, and release our spirit from our body. Uh, and then, uh, listen, he had enough control about himself that he lowered his head uh, and then gave up the ghost. We'll do it the other way around. We'll be standing or sitting one day and our head will be looking straight out. We'll give up the ghost and then it'll fall. But he lowered his head and died. He had control the whole time. People think they took his life. No, he gave his life. Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us. John 3.16 shows us that God loved us enough to send Him. 1 John 3.16 shows us enough that He loved us to come for us. Then I find something very peculiar in 1 John 3.16. Do you know from, from verses 10 to about 18 in that chapter, he is literally dealing with brotherly love. That's what he's dealing with. He's really not dealing with the crucifixion. He's not, he's not dealing with, uh, with, with our sins being forgiven. If you go back to verse 10, he uh, talks about uh, 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 whosoever doth, uh, righteous, uh, doth, doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So he begins to talk about brotherly love coming all the way down through here. He talks about Cain, the wicked one, that killed his brother Abel over there. And he said in verse 14, We know that we have passed from death unto life. Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And this is a very hard part to grasp. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 
But whoso hath this world's good, and sees his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. A lot of times when I hear preachers preach on this verse, and I have been guilty of it, I guess, over the years, we kind of take a a light-hearted stand on that portion of Scripture. And I really thought about that verse. He's talking about, he said, if, if Christ loved us, if He laid down His life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's, that's a pretty big statement, ain't it? I mean, that's a pretty big statement. I want to read you something. Take your Bible. I want you to see this. I want you to underline it in your Bible if you've got a pencil or a pen. I want you to go uh, to Romans chapter 16. I want you to go to Romans 16. I want to show you something. Paul is closing out this book. Paul is closing out this book in Romans 16. And and I want you to look with me in verse 3. And and Paul is, uh, he's not necessarily given a a lot of doctrinal, uh, a lot of church doctrine by this chapter. But in verse 3 he said, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. I believe from the book of Acts we learned that they were a married couple. And, and, and they were disciples uh, that were following the Lord through the Apostle Paul, if I could say that. So he says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. Paul said, These folk helped me. But look in verse 4. Who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. You know what Paul said about Aquila and Priscilla? He said they were willing to put their necks on the chopping block for me. That's what he's saying. He's saying they, they what? Have for my life laid down their own necks. He said they were willing to die for me. That's a pretty big statement. How are you going to reconcile this preacher? I'm going to tell you what he says. He says, if Christ loved us enough, if God loved us enough to send Christ, and Christ loved us enough that as God, He come down and walked as a man and done all those good works and lived perfect and gave Himself for us so that me and you could be saved, then our life should not mean a whole lot to us. That's the struggle that I have. Sometimes we love this life more than we love Christ. You ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs? I'm, I'm probably fixing to start the, martyr, the, the, the Martyr's Mirror. That, uh, that's, that's, that's about a 1700 page book that, that deals with Anabaptists. That's Baptist by but deals with the persecution of Anabaptists, of those that gave their life for Christ. Say, well, preacher, this is talking about giving your life for the brethren. Can can I tell you that there has been men in service that that have gave their life for... You realize that me and you are sitting here today because men have gave their life so that me and you could be here? Think about that. 
There's people that love this country so much, they're willing to die for it. Do you realize how we become a country? And I, I know we hear all the stories through history, and, 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 I, and I believe them. But people had to die for us to even become a country. There was wars fought. War of Independence, Revolutionary War. Wars of 1812. We go on up through here. I'm not so sure about some of the wars we fight now, but I will tell you this, that, that the problem that we're running, I'm going to get off track, but the problem we're running into now is, is people love their life more than they love their freedom. Let me say this. He said if Christ loved us enough to come down from heaven and die for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Here's how much you ought to care for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How can you tell me you love your brother? Now notice what he said, but whoso hath this world's good. In other words, if you've got something and, and your, your brother's hungry and you've got something to eat, I'll never forget uh, listening to uh, Brother Danny Hall preach. And, and Brother Danny was here probably about a year before he passed away. Him and Sister Dee Dee was here. And, and, and me and Brother Mitchell got to go over to Brother Hall's uh, funeral over in, in northwest Tennessee. We got to go over there. And, and, him, and his pastor, Carl. Carl pastors a church over there. But him, him and Brother Danny was thick as thieves when they were lost. And, and, and one of them got saved and then the other one got saved. And God called them both to preach. But I believe it was at Danny's funeral... That brother Carl said this. He said, if, if one of us had a bowl of chili, then both of us had a bowl of chili. He said, we'd go over and set it to counter over at the restaurant. And he said, if we just had a dollar to buy a bowl of chili, we'd just, we'd just ask the waitress to bring us two spoons. Well, think about that for a minute. Wouldn't that look weird today? Huh? Listen, I, I'm talking about I'm talking about having brotherly love. You know, brotherly love causes you to do things for your brother that you probably wouldn't do for nobody else. Do you know there's things I'll do for my family that I probably won't do for anybody else? Just being honest. Being honest about things. But you know, when it comes to our Christians, brothers and sisters, it ought to be that way. Now, I know we're to do good to all men, the Bible tells us, but he went on to say, especially those who are of the household of faith. Boys, God loved you, then we ought to love one another. Second John, verse 5, he said, And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. You know, Christ taught us how to love and taught us how to love unconditionally. And right here, He's telling us to love unconditionally. He said, look, if you've got... Does, does Christ withhold anything from you that you need? I ain't talking about what you want. I'm talking about what you need. You know, the Bible says that He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. And by the way, He owns the hills under the cattle too. 
He said, if we see our brother have need and shut up our bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How can we say that we how can we say that we're even saved if we see somebody else that is our brother in Christ or sister in Christ and we're not even willing to help them when they're in need? Well, preacher, you don't know. This is something I had to get over, okay? Took me, took me a long time to get over some things. I, now, I believe in being a good steward of my money. I believe in being a good steward of God's money. Okay? If I'm going to waste somebody's money, I want it to be my money, not his money. Amen? All right. Because I, I need to preface that by what I'm about to say. I do believe in being a good steward. But I also believe this, that, that, that I used to struggle and have a hard time with, uh, you, you just, uh, I know how they got where they are. Because they're lazy, they made bad decisions, done wrong things. You know, when you look in Luke 10 about the Good Samaritan over there, he didn't walk up to that fellow that was laying in the ditch that was uh, stripped, uh, robbed, uh, and was half dead. He didn't ask him. He didn't go over to him and say, how'd you get here? Now I think sometimes if people keeps coming back, you, you, you need to ask that question. I understand that and I believe in being that good sure. But I'm going to tell you this morning, if we see somebody that is saved uh, 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 and they fell on hard times and there's something going on uh, and they need some help, we need to give it to them. If you've got it, need to give it to them. need to help them. Because he said, how does God's love dwell in you? He said, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. You know what that means? We tell folk we love them. We stand in here and we talk. We'll testify and say, boy, I love folk. I love everybody. You want me to go back and talk about Jesus? See, it's a good message about ten minutes ago. But when I start talking about brotherly love, everything changes, don't it? He said, we, we love... See, Jesus tells us that He loves us. But Jesus showed us that He loved us. Because He came down from heaven and gave Himself for us. See, people can tell me... Let me, let me say this. There, there's folk that will stand up today and say, I love my country. But there's been men and women stood up and said, I love my country. And they put their life on the line for it. He said, don't let us love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Brother Jeff talked about the light in Sunday school. Matthew chapter 6. You know what he said? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know how we let our light shine? By the works that we do. Now it's good... It's good to hear somebody say, I love you. It's good. I mean, you don't want to hear, boy, I hate you. But boy, I really like it when folk, when folk not only tell me they love me, but they show me that they love me. Boy, ain't you glad that Jesus Christ showed you that He loved you? Ain't you glad God the Father showed you that He loved you? Sent His Son, His Son in the likeness of God who came in the likeness of man. Who was God that came in the likeness of man gave Himself for you.
What are we doing for each other? Let's bow our heads this morning.